Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast, the podcast on the Believe Podcast Network that covers everything and all things SEC football related. I'm here with my co-host, Tavares King. I'm Blaine Gilmer, and Tavares, we're here to, uh, unfortunately, for, for for dog fans and you out there, we're here to, to talk a little bit about you know what's been going on with the fallout from the SEC championship game. I think you're finally recovered enough and uh, opened up about that experience a little bit. Talk about it. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, delve into that a little bit. Talk about the college football playoffs. Uh, what's coming up in those matchups? SEC coaching hires and then even a little bit of recruiting here at the NTK. So a lot to get to tonight. Yeah, a good a good chunk to get to. Uh, man, I I, I couldn't make it on Sunday, brother. I was. I was I was a little too, a little too sad. Uh, so a little had, too down. Had the, yeah, had the yeah, yeah. I was, I was in mourning a little bit, but I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. We're in. We're in the college football playoff. Got a, got a good opponent in Michigan. Um, shoot, we, we still got everything out in front of us. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, we got some great stuff to talk about. Billy Napier, my man, Billy Napier. He recruited me when I, when he was at Clemson. He, he got a good, nice little hire at UF. So that's dope. Excited about that for him. And Billy's um, going out and, and dropping bombs, hiring people already. Corey Raymond, we'll touch on that here in a little while. Yeah, that's huge. But yeah, bro, we got some exciting stuff to uh, to chop it up about. Uh, obviously, dog fans aren't aren't as happy um, as we as we want to be. But hey, again, everything's still out there for us, Dog Nation. I'm still feeling great about it. Absolutely. And two SEC, this show is all about the SEC. So two SEC teams in the playoff. Once again, uh, that's given some people around the country a little bit of heartburn there, TK. But, you know, when it comes to people saying, you know, SEC bias and things like that. But, you know, when it comes down to it, um, you know, TK, it's just the SEC, the the level level of play. It was had produced two of the best teams in the country this year. And a lot of people think that those two will rematch in the national championship game but still a, a ways to go before you get there so uh, we've got all that to to cover and more as we get going here but we want to always say thank you uh, you know the the betting lines on these uh, college football games have already come out we always want to say thank you to our sponsor uh, TK and that would be bet online guys Bet Online is the number one spot for basketball and football action. If you're wanting to put a little bit more action on it, whether it's Alabama minus 13 and a half on Cincinnati or Georgia minus seven and a half on Michigan, you like those, you like the over-unders, whatever you want to hit, you need to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website over at 
uh, bet online. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers from the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts as always we're appreciative to bet online for sponsoring the show but uh tk you know it's time we got to kind of do that that autopsy of uh of what happened what happened in the in the sec championship game so obviously georgia's defense gave up more points than anybody ever imagined uh they would in that game but you know now that you've had a few days to to let the let the emotions settle down and just kind of analyze this thing and think about it, what what are you taking away from that that SEC championship game uh, going forward? If you're the Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia Bulldog coaching staff, things things of that nature. Uh man, we 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 definitely got thumped. They 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 played better than we did um, in positions that they 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 had to. Um, I think I think that their O line stepped up to the test, stepped up to the challenge played really well, and the guy that needed to play the best played the best. Um, their quarterback played awesome, man. Bryce Young, I think that night, won the Heisman Trophy. Um, he, he's a phenomenal player, has a big arm, obviously, and and on the other end of that arm, there's somebody else phenomenal in Jameson Williams. Dude TK, 22.4 miles per hour on that touchdown that, that he uh, – this 67-yard touchdown, I believe it was, that he ran away from George on. I mean, just give people a little bit of, uh, you know, frame of reference how fast that is moving. I mean, yeah, that's, that's – I mean, it's a different kind of speed, but it's a different kind of speed for two reasons. One, dude's got pads and a helmet on. Two, he's changing direction. So I mean, it's it's he's probably faster than that. Uh, if we're being honest, the dude the dude can fat, flat out fly and can flat out play. Um, it, it is un unreal of a talent. Um, and and it and it showed, dude. We couldn't we couldn't cover him to 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 save anything. Yeah, and we both said obviously we both picked Georgia to to win this game, and we weren't on an island. Lots of people were picking Georgia to win this game. They were six and a half point favorite, but I think. We both made it clear that we both thought Bryce Young was the best player in the country, and it, we said if he had the game of his life, which he did, uh, that that they would win this game against Georgia. And you know, it's hard to when a guy has a a Heisman moment like that. TK, you know, you guys experienced, I believe, against uh, Cam Cam Newton that day uh, when you played him. I mean, you just feel that momentum when somebody's in that kind of a rhythm and that kind of a zone and. There's really not a whole lot you can do about it when they're they're in that that kind of mindset, that kind of men, mental space. No, you, it, it didn't. It didn't, and it shows. I mean, it's you. Like I said, you definitely have to give those guys credit. Um, they played. They played their asses off, dude. They played phenomenal. I think again, that old line probably played their best game of the season last weekend. Um, but I think there's also some things, though, TK. Obviously, Alabama played phenomenal. There's also some things that I think you would like to see uh, if you're Georgia, if you're that staff, you'd like to see Georgia do a little bit different the next time around, right? Because Auburn, one reason they were able to neutralize um, Alabama so much is, one, Jameson, Jameson Williams didn't play the entire game. You know, they, he was missing for almost three quarters against against Auburn, and they put uh, Roger McCreary on uh, – on John Mechie and, you know, really new because Roger McCray is going to be a first round draft pick. I mean, yeah, that's a, a legit corner. 
I, Georgia has good corners in Keely Ringo and Darren Kendrick, but they're not first round draft picks. I said they're 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 not going to be those kind of elite elite cover guys. Um, and when the front seven doesn't get the kind of pressure that they're used to that they're used to getting, and those blitzes get picked up. Um, you know, I've I got a buddy Brent Rons that I work with. He works with uh, PFF and also for UGA Sports. He said, "Man, it, it looked like Alabama for weeks had been working on Georgia's stunts <laughs> and games and all those kind of stuff. Well, they picked up that stuff, dude. I, I mean, I said it earlier in the week. I said if if I mean, we called it. You said it. I said it. The keys to the game were were us getting to the quarterback, and when we got there, we had to at home. Um, obviously, dude's phenomenal. Does a great job of escaping when he had to." Which wasn't that 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 many times, but when he did, he did it well. Um, even even when we made him fumble, he got back on it. Just a hustle play, but but yeah, dude, that they 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 played they played a phenomenal game. But there are some things I think that we could have we could have done done a little differently um, to stop them for sure. Um, like you said, it it it. it if it happens, which every everybody you said has heartburn about it, if it happens again, I'm I'm sure we'll we'll do a, play a little bit more man than we did. No doubt, and and uh, Georgia at times tried to play some man coverage, and they tried to play some matchup zone coverages. But the problem was TK when you got a guy like, and you know this as a receiver, especially one with speed. I mean, you in your own right, you know, four three four four guy, you could fly. So when you're when you have that kind of speed and you don't get hands laid on you by the by the oh. defender you you have you have two three way go right there however you want to go and you're able to create in space double double moves become more effective because you have time to do the double moves i think you'll see georgia play some some you know cover uh you know two man man two press i think they will get in especially with john mechie being out with acl and and you know that's very very unfortunate because john mechie is a tremendous player and you hate to see that happen to a guy um but that is going to obviously alabama has other talented receivers slade bolden uh, the brooks kid a jai hall may come and step up you know different guys like that but you're not going to replace the experience and the nuance of john mechie i don't care if it is you know, three weeks to prepare. That's a big blow for Alabama in that in huge. that case. Huge. I was I was I I was sad when that happened, bro. When I when I read that, I was sad uh during the game. But yeah, man, that's huge. When you take a guy like uh Minchie out of the game, um uh you know a Batman to his Robin or a Robin to his Batman, you don't even know which one is which. It does a lot um for a team and it and it helps a defense a lot when you can you know, key in on one receiver. So yeah, but just going back to 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 how special of a player Jameson Williams is, bro. When when you do have that, when you do have that freaking straight line speed, it puts DBs in in oh crap mode so fast when when you don't get hands on them. So they are able to do things like double moves, little little hitch and goes. Because bro, if you, if you if you give me a free release. That's 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 all I can ask for. Yeah, uh, hummus hero and Spurs five champ. Just want you to know, we're not to those pregame matchups yet. We're uh we're gonna cut touch on those here in just a minute. I we're said, I said, I said if fam. We're, yeah, we're examining what went wrong with uh, Georgia. But TK, I just want to um you know versus you talked about it when it comes to uh when it comes to you know getting that free release. 
tell me about how different it is as a number one receiver that's played in an SEC, you know, championship game uh, when, when you were that guy. What's the difference when you get, you know, cover two, press man, uh, you know, uh, you know, cover two behind it, two, two over top, press man underneath, and they're altering your routes versus you, you know, being able to to play somebody with a cushion off of you. Like, how much more difficult is that to get into your routes? Man, it's, it, it, it slows everything down. It slows the timing of things down for the quarterback. Football is a game of timing. Their, their drops match up with our routes. The quarterbacks drop matchups with our routes. So if we're getting pressed, we have to speed things up or shake a guy, make a miss, double move them at the line, single release them, stack them, and then get into our route. So it has to happen a lot quicker um, as opposed to a guy being off of you, as well as if if, if you're playing uh, – Cover one or, co- or a yeah, cover, cover three, a cover one or cover man, three. When whether they're it's pressed man, up. man free or, or yeah, you know. when they're pressed up, you you look at the middle of the field and there's a guy in the middle of the field, safety in the middle of the field. That means it's just me and you, brother. But if and, there's a if there's a safety over top of you, then that's then he's got a little help. So it, it definitely it definitely makes it a little tougher when guys are in your face um, on everybody. I think I think it speeds up the timing of the quarterback. So, for younger guys, it definitely comes into play. But, man, it, it definitely comes into play for the whole offense. And that's been the blueprint of the teams that have slowed Alabama's offense down. LSU uh, did that on defense. They did. Uh, Florida did they that at did. times. Uh, of course, uh, Auburn did that. And speaking of the college football playoff matchups, now we're going to get into that. You know, we're not going to do full uh, breakdowns here or give predictions or anything because we'll do that as it gets closer to it. But Alabama and Michigan – I mean, excuse me, Alabama and Cincinnati right off the bat. One of the most intriguing matchups, I think, the entire playoffs is going to be Jameson Williams versus Sauce Gardner. Uh, Sauce Gardner has not allowed a touchdown in his entire career, TK. And uh, it's incredible with how much people throw the ball now. He's not been responsible for one touchdown against him during his career. Uh, A bona fide first-round draft pick prospect. And he's going to go up against Jameson Williams, who many people are calling the the you know the first receiver to get drafted in this upcoming draft now after uh, recent performances, especially against Georgia there. So um, an interesting dynamic to the Cincinnati versus Alabama matchup. Yeah, for sure. I don't think uh, Sauce's job gets any any easier, but I think it just it just gets defined. I think it it gets defined because Minchie's obviously out. He's probably just going to key in and follow. Uh, Jameson everywhere he goes so that's definitely a matchup that I'm intrigued about for sure um that that defense is strong um but I don't I don't I don't know if they're they're strong enough to slow down a Bryce Young and what he does you know through the air and on the ground bro yeah and you know you got you got Luke Fickle who's a defensive minded head coach of course was a defensive coordinator under Urban Meyer at Ohio State before he ended up uh, getting his job here and they're they've They've beat everybody on their schedule, right? A lot of people wanted to, you know, debate whether or not Cincinnati deserved to get in, that kind of stuff. They beat everybody that was out in front of them. The committee deemed it enough to get in, and they're 13.5-point underdog going into this uh, Alabama game. We saw that Alabama much prefers being uh, the underdog themselves after this Georgia game and uh, and uh, Nick Saban's uh, yummy rat poison uh, comment <laughs> after the game. He liked that kind of rat poison, but – loves it. I think, uh, you know, definitely the coverage of Sauce Gardner on Jameson Williams is going to be huge. Does Alabama, are they able to get 
Latou and, and, and Billingsley more involved at the tight end position with Mechie being out. You know, they need change. Mechie was that chain mover, right? He's that guy that when, you know, Bryce Young did get in trouble, he's looking to find Mechie. He's trying to, he's trying to, uh, the, you know, he's the guy that gets to the sticks and finds a, finds a way to make those first downs. So I'm sure Luke Fickle and company will be thinking up different ways to do that. But I think the way to best neutralize it is you have to be able to get pressure on Bryce Young and you have to be aggressive and hands-on with those receivers. They're going to hit, they're going to beat you a couple of times. They are. I mean, Jameson Williams is that good, but you have to alter his route at the line of scrimmage or within the first couple of yards, because if you let him get a full head of speed, uh, steam up, there's nobody on the field that can catch him. TK. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over with. Yeah. I mean, you got to get in those guys faces. Um, and and it, like you said it, he's gonna get his. He's gonna get his because he's a good player. But you got to get in those guys' faces. And and like we said, which I thought the blueprint to the game for Georgia was last week was get to the quarterback, and everything else takes care of it. Takes care of itself. But in and on top of that, you can't just sit back and and let those receivers run, or they're they're just gonna throw slants, catch them on the run, and keep on running. Yes, absolutely, and and here here's the other thing um, that Centerport uh, Media down here that, that's watching us. So we appreciate everybody watching. It. He says everyone has a plan; it's execution. Bottom line, absolutely. That's the that's the thing. Georgia didn't yeah. execute. They played better plan than we did by <laughs> any means. But when you come to uh, to come to Cincinnati, we're talking right now about Cincinnati and and Alabama. I think one thing that can be learned from that Georgia game is you also have to be able to have a consistent running game against that Alabama team to, you know, keep that Alabama's offense off the field, right? To run a little bit of clock, time of possession. Georgia was only able to average 3.6 yards per carry, well under their average for the year. Cincinnati's averaging 5.4 yards a carry. Of course, uh, Jerome Ford, a former Alabama player himself, I'm sure Saban might, might, might wish he to come on back. You know, they're, uh, <laughs> That's, their, a cool, that's a cool story, too. Yeah, with their depth issues, Jerome Ford, 200 carries, right at 200 carries this year, 1,238 yards, 19 touchdowns uh, is a weapon. He's got 18 receptions on the year as well, so he's a, a weapon out of the backfield to catch the ball. Um, so they're going to rely on the legs of Desmond Ritter and Jerome Ford here also as well to, to keep those chains moving. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Cincinnati is able to uh, if they're able to stop the, the big playability, right? Because Alabama's going to get their yards, but can they stop the big plays over the top and Sauce Gardner and their other corner, Kobe uh, Kobe Bryant? Th those are two of the best corners out there. Uh, so, yes, his name is is, is Kobe Bryant. So, uh, you know, the, it, when you when you have those two guys, it's uh, it, it's you got a chance. You know, you got a chance. They got to be able to get pressure up front, be able to run the football. No different than Georgia. I mean, honestly – a similarly built team when it comes to wanting to play play solid defense, run the football, uh, be efficient on offense. That's Cincinnati's kind of motto as well. Uh, can they execute it better than Georgia did? Will be the be the answer. But you know, you know as well as I do, Vegas uh, tends to know a lot of these things. There's a reason Alabama's thirteen and a half uh, point favorite, and uh, we'll get in more to that as we get closer to give our predictions and go more in detail on all, on some scheme things and stuff like that. Now, TK, I got to turn our attention to the orange bowl where you have strength on strength, right? You got, uh, you know, two teams that love to 
run the football, be very physical on defense, have just absolutely freaks up front on the defensive line. Aiden Hutchinson for Michigan is is in the Heisman, uh, a, a finalist for uh, the, the Heisman Trophy, even though we all know that Bryce Young is going to win the Heisman Trophy. He is a finalist, and uh, that was some controversy with Will Anderson of uh, Alabama when you compare those stats and things like that. But TK, you know, when it comes down to it, these this is going to be – one of the most physical games that either one of these teams has been involved in all year because uh, it's very, very hard to run on each other's uh, offensive or defensive fronts, and both these teams are going to want to do that. Michigan, even to a greater extent than Georgia. Yeah, I, I think that this is a knockout, dragout type of game. Um, one that One that I don't think we've been in since, what, and it wasn't even really like that. We just played a physical team in Arkansas. But I th- I think that this team in Michigan is coming in here on a trajectory that, you know, they're excited about, their fan base is excited about. And it's yeah, – I, it's, I, I think, think it's, it's real. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's real. real. And I think that's seven and a half. Uh, that's too many points, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I, yo, I, I do too. I think that's a lot right now. I think it's going to be a little tighter than that. I think this is a field goal game probably either way when it comes to Georgia and Michigan based on, you know, how Michigan, their goal is to, you know, just break your will, keep pounding the rock with Haskins and Corum. They're going to run clock. They're not going to be in a hurry. Uh, McNamara can do do some some nice things over there. I think McNamara and Stetson Bennett are very comparable uh, quarterbacks, right? They're both able to – uh, create a little bit at times. McNamara, they're not, you know, throwing the ball is not what they want to make a living off of. Um, Stetson, I think, is in this matchup is maybe a little bit more dynamic than McNamara, but still very similar DNAs to these teams. Uh, in fact, there's a, a link back to University of Georgia. Uh, Tom Crean, the basketball coach at Georgia, is uh, Jim Harbaugh's brother-in-law, right? So wow. uh, we're going to get uh, see, Kirby Smart probably trying to uh, put a – you know, when they go over for Christmas, Kirby may slip a bug in uh, Tom Crean's uh, bag or something, see if he can get some insider tips over there, uh, hear some audio, do some uh, New England Patriots type stuff, you know, try to try to steal some uh, info before the game. But, no, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But I just – I'm fascinated by this matchup in the Orange Bowl. One, these teams haven't uh, met since, I think, 1960. Uh, something something along those lines, uh, or they haven't played in the Orange Bowl since 1960. But it is uh, it, it is a, a long, long time ago that that these two teams that have played, uh, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the what the outcome is. I am you know excited to see how this Georgia team responds. Right, mm-hmm. uh, Kirby Smart called it a recentering. TK he talked about it. Um, you know, he talked about you know them getting back to the attention to detail, those guys being like sponges wanting to soak some things up. How do you just, based on what you've seen and, and heard around the program, how do you think Georgia will respond? And what do you think about not only their response, but maybe that versus the the mindset of Michigan coming into this game, riding high off of beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten Championship? Yeah, I mean, you got two teams coming in, two historic teams coming in uh, <clears throat> on two different notes. One, one that was flying high and and was feeling good about themselves and, and and got humbled a little bit and then you got another team that's that's you know on the rise feeling good about themselves finished their season on a high note uh with a championship 
So those guys, it's going to be interesting from that perspective, from that mental perspective, how those guys from Michigan come in, if they come in high and feeling good about themselves. But I, uh, from from a Georgia perspective, I know, um, you know, those guys are going to go back to work, like you said, um, and lock in, um, and lock in. And, and I think that they needed that. I think – I don't think they needed it. I think that they, they need that mindset back to, uh, you know – prepare for this game and finish this thing out strong. Yeah. And there is only one precedent to refer to in Kirby smarts time, uh, TK where Georgia's faced the same team twice in a year. And that was in 2017. They lost all Auburn at Jordan air stadium. Uh, they come back in the sec championship game that year and absolutely, you know, hand it to Auburn in Atlanta that year. So if Georgia is able to, recenter themselves and take care of Michigan, which is a tall task and, sh- and is not even close to being a prediction yet. We're going to do our predictions down the line, guys. Uh, we're not saying that right now, but if they were able to, uh, you got to you gotta kind of – this is where Kirby Smart's going to kind of define himself, right? Is he able to, to get this team refocused and, and ready for this matchup? And I think this is going to be a matchup when you talk about Michigan and Georgia that is a lot about in-game adjustments, right? You've got uh, Jim Harbaugh with formations and, and jumbo sets, and he's going to try to create extra gaps to defend. And uh, how does Kirby match that? I'm sure I have a feeling that Georgia will have success stopping the run early, so how does Harbaugh counter that? You know, And, and it's going to be that, that kind of chess match back and forth. But it's going to be a pressure-packed situation, no doubt, TK. And speaking of pressure, you know, they say pressure either uh, bursts pipes or or makes diamonds. And we have to give a shout-out to another sponsor here on the show, Lightbox, because you can say, speaking of diamonds, guys, you can say goodbye to dull gifts because Lightbox, lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at the light price of 800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup as natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab because of their process. They can create stones and blush pink and beautiful blue as well as classic white. So lab light box, lab grown diamonds are the gift. They'll never want to take off price. So they won't have to, they really uh, do make any outfit sparkle visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to a holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamond, never a dull moment. And there's never a dull moment, TK, when it comes to the coaching carousel either. So we've touched on we've <laughs> touched on Georgia's loss to Alabama. We've touched on the college football playoff field and matchups. And now we're going to coach uh, touch on the new coaching hires. Brian Kelly, LSU, Billy Napier to Florida. Just his, right his, off his, his name, his name is Big Bag Brian Kelly. Now you can't yeah. call him nothing. No, you big, can't call big, him nothing. Else. Big Bag, yeah, Big Bag, Big Bag Brian. He's boy. Bag. Did you see the contract, bro? Yeah, I mean, there's ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, a great disparity, right, between what Brian Kelly and uh, Billy Napier are uh, are making. But you know, obviously, uh, Brian Kelly has has earned his reputation. He's taken to Notre Dame to the to the college football playoff multiple times, even though they got stomped. Uh, you know, a, a mud hole stopped in them once they get to the uh, college football playoffs. But Brian Kelly knows how to get there, and he has, um, you know, he he he's been able to take the talent limitations that are there at Notre Dame because of academic standards and things like that, TK, and still making a perennial national contender, right? So the thought is 
you know, the last three head coaches at LSU have been able to win titles, even Ed Orgeron, who is not known as a X's and O's guru, not nearly as maybe polished of a coach as Brian Kelly is. Uh, you have to feel like even though he's already messed up by doing the fake country uh, accent there at the basketball game, my family, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's going to uh, it's going to be a good hire for LSU because the guy knows how to coach, and uh, you know he's going through some growing pains right now, losing some some people off the roster and things like that. But it is very very interesting to see what Brian Kelly's going to be able to bring to the Bayou. Yeah, it's uh, it's a definitely an interesting it's an interesting hire for sure. Um, I think that one of the biggest things that I I, I think will be interesting with how and what he does is recruiting down here. Um, I, I wonder how well he's going to do down here recruiting. Uh, yeah, that's I mean that's that's pretty much it. I think I think I think he might he might sneak a few cats that that might have been lifetime Notre Dame cats. Absolutely. You know, it'll be, it'll be interesting on that, but here's the, here's, you know, what we're, what we're going to kind of focus on when it comes to LSU right now, they're going through the problem of, all right. So Max Johnson just left in the portal, Jake Johnson, his younger brother, who is, uh, was committed. He's decommitted from LSU Nicole Crawford, a receiver that was committed. Yes. Nicoldis. That's one of the best names I've ever, his name's Nicoldis Crawford. Uh, Nicole. he, he, he's decommitted from LSU. They've lost uh, Deion Smith into the into the portal, who we saw, you know, go off against Central Michigan and stepped up when Keishon Boutte went down. You know, he's in the portal now, so they're losing some talent out of there. It'll be interesting to see. All right, is Brian Kelly able to stop the bleeding real quick and bring some some of his guys in, uh, utilize the portal? Uh, you know, kind of de- it, it gives and takes away, right? So, what is he going to get out of it when he's losing some of these guys? He's letting some coaches go. Speaking of Billy Napier, you know, Billy Napier, the big thing down there at Florida that they had to tell him is recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Well, you know, because I, and, that's, and, I, and I think I think Coach Napier will do a really good job with that. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Seen it firsthand. And, but what I'm saying is recruiting, recruiting, recruiting because Dan Mullen didn't excel at that. Well, guess what? Billy Napier goes out and takes Corey Raymond from LSU, who is a recruiting legend and now has come over to the Florida Gators to be assistant head coach and DB coach. Just talk about, you know, what kind of huge hire that is for Billy Napier. Super huge. You got a cat that's that's been at LSU for a long time, coached some of the greatest um, <clears throat> DBs, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Grant, Grant Delpit, he brought in Derek Stingley over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, he got, he, he's got some – great names under his belt as well as he's been doing it a long time. And on top of that, hell of a recruiter. So they asked for it. They told Billy Napier to go get some recruiting and they went and got a, a damn building. Now, <laughs> for sure. I will say Florida is down to like six or seven commits in the class. They've had three receivers, Isaiah Bond decommitted uh, and has since flipped Alabama. Jaden Gibson, a big six foot six receiver. He decommitted today. Uh, CJ Smith, who runs a 10 2 8 in the 100 meter TK. Sliding. Yeah, that, that is like Aaron Smith type speed. The guy that George is at running the Olympic trials, um, you know, that unfortunately broke his leg for, for Georgia this year. But when you, when you talk about 10 2 speed, it's going to be very, very interesting 
to to see where CJ Smith ends up. He's he's actually going on an official visit to Georgia this weekend after decommitting from Florida. They've also lost Shamar James through this coaching search, a, a, a five star uh, linebacker uh, that was out of Mobile, Alabama, that was uh, committed to Florida. Um, Kirby Smart, Dan Dan Lanning, uh, and um, Glenn Schumann were there on an in home visit with him. Nick Saban has been on an in-home visit with uh, Shamar James. So Alabama and Georgia trying to poach him, a former Florida commit. So Florida is going to take a step back when it comes to recruiting in this cycle. I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna lose out on a lot of guys and not have back. not have a great one. But when you add guys like Corey Raymond and Billy Napier, who is a super recruiter himself, um, they're they're going to get back in it sooner rather than later. It's just people in in Gainesville need to have some patience with Billy Napier because it is not going to get fixed next year. Uh, I do not see I do not see them competing to be you know Eastern Division champions next year. But yeah. when it when it comes down to it, you're going to see Billy Napier I think build Florida back to that that level of respectability to where they're right there you know neck and neck with a Georgia. Yeah, it's going to take a, a, a couple of years, I think, or a little bit of time. But uh, he, he he's a hell, hell of a dude, hell of, hell of a coach, and, and, and obviously has made a hire and in, in a step in the right direction of, of what their 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 downfall has been. So I think I think they're moving in, in positive spot, positive places. Which hire do you give the better grade to? Do you think LSU got the better hire or Florida? Um, for I think Florida got the better hire. Um, but Brian Kelly smiling. Yeah, I think <laughs> I I well I think I think Billy Napier, long term. I'm talking about real long term. If they give him a chance, he could be there at Florida for you know ten years and do some really good things. But I think in the short term, LSU is going to have much more success early on because LSU, even though they're losing some guys in the portal right now, that's just such a, a fertile area, uh, TK, that if he gets some some good assistant coaches in there, he's already brought Frank Wilson back, who was who was there before under Les Miles and has con- deep connections in that state. If they're able to just get some decent uh, you know, recruits to add to the the nucleus of talent they already had because they were young there at LSU this year. They had a lot of young, young talent uh, there It'll be interesting to see. Now that one of the big uh, debates is, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, right? Because he, he if he plays in their bowl game, TK, he burns his red shirt. Uh, so he doesn't – who knows? They may they may go play just a walk-on quarterback and let Garrett Nussmeyer not have to burn his, uh, his red shirt. I mean, if you were in that situation as a player – would you want to play the bowl game uh, now that Max Johnson's gone and and you're going to get a chance to start, or would you say, "Nah, just sit me out so I can save my save my red shirt year"? Yeah, bro. Don't yeah, that, that's don't do that to me. Don't. That's not even a, an an option. Let's give yeah, me my that, whole year. I I don't want to play one game. Let's let's, yeah. let's give my whole year, brother. Absolutely. So uh, I, I think that's what they'll do. That so it, it probably won't be a pretty bowl game for LSU. I, I would think. Uh, you know, if they have to play walk on quarterbacks and things like that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, here. Now, you know. Lastly, when we're talking about recruiting classes, Georgia has the the number one ranked recruiting class according to the rivals rankings. Alabama's creeping up right behind them. Texas A and M is there as well. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. 
you know, he's going to be able to live off that Alabama win here for a little while, uh, even though they, they had some other disappointing uh, performances this year. But I think he's able to circle that and say, hey, you know, we didn't have our full complement of talent, uh, lost our starting quarterback, uh, had some other injuries along the way. You know, if you, Mr. Five-Star Defensive End, and, and you, Mr. Uh, Five-Star Receiver, if you, you come join us, just think what we can do if we already beat – uh, you know, Alabama on a down year uh, in, in College Station over there. And, uh, boy, Jimbo must really like it at Texas A&M because there was reports out that LSU was going to offer him eight years, $125 million to come over there. And uh, he's, he's obviously still at Texas A&M, so who knows how, how valid those reports were. But, TK, uh, Texas A&M, you, you got Nick Williams over there. Uh, we've talked about it yeah, before. They're starting to starting to pick up some pick up uh, a little bit of smoke on the on the recruiting trail, and uh, you know, depending on how guys like um, if they're able to hold on to a Walter Nolan, who Tennessee is pushing hard for, or Shamar Stewart out of Miami, those kind of guys, it'll be interesting to see where Texas A and M finishes up in this class. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they're gonna end up uh, in a good spot with Nick with Nick at the in the driver's seat, bro. He he gonna take care of that South Georgia. Uh, Florida area for sure. He don't have yeah, for those lot. for those of you that don't know, we we're talking about Nick Williams was hired away from Georgia. He was a graduate assistant at Georgia, but very involved in recruiting. And and uh, Jimbo Fisher hired him away before the start of this season, um, and made him a defensive analyst over there at Texas A and M, making about five times the the money that he was making, and uh, you know, five times as motivated to get out there and hit that recruiting trail. Indeed, indeed, moving on up. That's what it's about, baby. And, and, you know, to, to your point, you know, you said getting in there to South Georgia, Dayon Bowie, who's from Bainbridge, Georgia, which is the hometown of Kirby Smart. Nick, and guess Nick, what? It's also, the home, it's also <laughs> the hometown of Nick Williams. And uh, Georgia, he was formally committed to Georgia. And about a week after Kirby's – a week after Nick Williams got hired to Texas A&M, Dayon Bowie decommits and ends up uh, committing later on to Texas A&M. Uh, you know, just interesting to see how these battles are going to go back and forth in these recruiting lines and how quickly a guy like Brian Kelly, you know, he at Notre Dame, I'm sure he's went head to head with some SEC schools for some guys, but it's a little bit different when you're, uh, you're there, you know, recruiting actually against interconference rivals there. And, uh, there's, there's some, some interesting matchups, TK, when it comes to LSU and Alabama and Texas A&M all fighting each other for prospects. And, of course, Georgia's be right there with them as well. Yeah, we we in, we in the thick of it now. And uh, with this transfer portal stuff, which is crazy, bro, uh, they, ain't, they ain't really got that much time, man. Was it, when's the portal close? I mean, the portal's open 24-7. It's like a Waffle House, man. There ain't no, <laughs> I mean, it, it, Waffle House, Walmart, whenever you want to hop in that portal, you just hop in that thing. I'm, say, I'm talking from a coaching standpoint. How much time do they have to, to recruit these cats? I think it's like two two weeks that, that just went into the portal. I mean, they get I'm well. I'm you're talking about signing day, but th- those yeah. guys, those guys aren't bound to to signing day. They can they can do it whenever they whenever they want to. Yeah. Um, the but the, the the early signing day for the high school kids, December fifteenth. So we are we are a week out, a week from today will be a national national signing day, and you've got some battles out there. You know, Kamari Wilson uh, is the number one is one of the top ranked safeties in the class from IMG. George is after him. 
Of course, Florida's after him. Miami's after him. Texas A&M is involved there. So it's going to be interesting. Now, speaking of Miami, Mario Cristobal goes from Oregon down there. So now when you talk about recruiting in the Southeast, now Miami, the U, may get back involved in it. You know, they got like guys like Ed Reed and and Ray Lewis down there doing PR for uh, for the program with Mario Cristobal having, you know, played there. He's a former uh, Hurricane himself. So it is going to be absolutely just bedlam when it comes down to it on the recruiting trail coming down here, and there's going to be some interesting fights. Like I said, Shamar James, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, all after the inside linebacker. From Mobile, you have LSU trying to hold on to DeMario Tolan, a linebacker, but Tennessee and Auburn are fighting for him as well. He's taking a visit to Georgia. TK, these guys are all uh, getting pulled in five different directions. You've been there. I mean, you've been there and and a guy, an SEC recruit. What's it like? uh, Just give everybody kind of an inside track. What's it like when you approach Signing day, you get down to it. Uh, you know, are those are, are those coaches trying to make that last ditch effort to say, "Hey, man, you want to flip over to us?" That kind of stuff. I mean, some some are, some aren't. Um, and some guys are different. Some guys like that. Some guys don't. Some guys tell coaches, "Yo, just what I'm doing. Like, leave me alone." And some. How did you guys, How did you handle it when? Because uh, you committed to Georgia, you know, earlier on, didn't you? Before Before ended up. Yeah, signing? man. So so when I, I committed my junior my junior year before my senior season so got all that got all that out of the way but people still contacted me and tried to you know, I mean it happens bro they they want you just just as bad as they say they do um then they're gonna reach out um so you just tell them no I'm done I'm, I'm, I'm yeah 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 you just either you tell them no you're done you just kind of entertain them <laughs> but uh but yeah people definitely do that bro it definitely uh gets 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 annoying sometimes and, and uh <laughs> yeah yeah and then one last one i wanted to talk about that involves a lot of sec schools uh sean sean washington is a defensive tackle that did not play his senior high school he was out of, of warren easton there in new orleans a, a dynamic high school but shown uh shown washington is committed to georgia but he's taking an official visit to florida this weekend billy napier trying to get in on that of course they've got Corey raymond there now who they've just hired he, he has connections to the new orleans area being uh, from you know from that LSU staff and then of course Brian Kelly swung by did an in-home uh, that, that that staff trying to get in so like I said it is a huge dynamic we will have a, a breakdown of that as we get closer we're going to do some some specials on on recruiting uh, on our regular time on Sunday night we'll be back for an episode on on Sunday night so do us a favor, guys. If you don't subscribe to the 365 Sports YouTube channel, it is absolutely free. Just right there on your screen, reach down, hit the subscribe button. That would do us a big help. And then also, if you like the content, you like us talking about coaching hires, you like us talking about the college football playoff, about recruiting, all those kind of things, hit us, hit a like on there. We'd greatly appreciate that. Share with the friends, of course, Second to None Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find my Twitter. Throw some comments in there, too. No doubt, no doubt. We're going to also – I'm going to try to have it set up for uh, this Sunday. We're going to be doing a little bowl pick'em that starts on the 17th, and uh, the winner of our bowl pick'em is going to get a little – a uh, little stuff from some rowdy rowdy wellness uh, giveaway over there. Yes, uh, TK TK has a company called Rowdy Wellness that uh, 
manages, you know, CBD products and also talks about, you know, more natural ways to, 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 you know, re- recuperate and heal your body, those kind of things than, than, uh, some of the pharmaceutical stuff out there. So, uh, TK will be putting together a little, little gift basket, uh, for the winter of our bowl pick them and things like that. So make sure to follow us, uh, subscribe and, you know, you see our Twitter handles there. Mine's at B Gilmer 18 at TK Uno dose. That's TK U N O D O S. Remember the show is presented by bet online and by Lightbox. So, we're on the streaming here on the 365 Sports Network, a member of the Believe Podcast Network. And thank you for joining the Second to None Podcast. TK, any parting thoughts you want to leave them with before we uh, before we sign off here as we're getting into this bowl season and things like that? No, man, I'm I'm excited uh for for bowl season. I think I think every SEC team made a bowl. Except yeah, for- except Vandy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but he's not an SEC team. So. Yeah, uh, bro. Yeah, so so I'm excited about it, man. So we'll we'll probably talk about all of those games as well. So I look forward to doing that. And uh, you already know. Absolutely. So for Tavares King, I am Blaine Gilmer. We'll catch you next time on the Second to None podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.